Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with a great surprise. I have a comeback, a guest that I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and interviewing a couple of years back, and we had a terrific journey then. And I have to say that, you know, I'm excited for, you know, to have him back because his world is something that that is needed, period and out, and more than ever. Uh, and I think when we interviewed, it was just in the midst of COVID and we were still, there's a lot of things going on then and a lot of aftermath happened and we've had so many other events in this world. Uh, and and what he what is beautiful about his approach is that he's basically East meets West kind of concept and holistic approach to psychotherapy. So without any further ado with me, I have Alex Boyanju and uh, Alex, welcome back to the network. Amazing. I had such a great time last time. I cannot wait for this time. Really. I've been looking forward to it. Well, likewise. And and you know what? Uh, again, uh, we had a terrific discussion about, you know, some of the, the factors and some of the things that affect how people interact and live and how the psychotherapy concept works and how all this stuff. I do want to bring our new audiences, because obviously it's been a minute, you know, to just to your background and, and how you make it work in the way you do it. Because, and by the way, the last time we had uh, a terrific, you know, uh, discussion because you were in Greece and we had a little bit of discussion of, of that. So, so you travel back and forth, and you really are are doing a terrific world work out there to help people. So let's let's talk about Alex uh, and the background just for our new audiences. Oh gosh, I mean, the, the, the summary of that was is going to be on my website. It gives a really good depth of my life and my history. But I would just say is, you know, I, I've been someone who's just been really curious about the human condition. You know, who are we? Why are we here? Uh, what is the cause of suffering? And what are the ways to reduce suffering and live a life that is uh, joyous, fulfilling? And um, I've spent my life, you know, exploring that. And over, I'm 50, I'm going to be about 56 right now. And I feel like I've gotten to a place where I, after seeing thousands of people and doing this work for over 32 years, I have a good sense of that everybody suffers from the same issues from the same conditions and um actually it's not that complex and healing is possible for everybody you see that's the beauty the beauty of seeing that many people is it's like you know if you worked on a four-stroke engine on a thousand of them you know what it looks like you know what it works like you can hear a little ping and you go i know what that is and you know exactly what to do for it right at this point, it's like seeing so many people, you realize when somebody says one thing or explains something, it's like, I know what's going on, right? And wh what I love about that is the smile that they get when they realize like, oh, change is possible. And so knowing what's going on for them gives them a sense of ease that, that, that healing and change is possible. And that's the, my, my biggest joy is to see that. And it could happen in the first session where there's an aha and, to, and a person realizes like, wait a second, how I've been thinking and seeing and feeling and this and that and then that, that can shift. So I'm, I, I, who I'm, who am I? I mean, I'm that guy that, that loves doing this. That's essentially who am I? You know what I mean? The particulars of like, I like the woods. I like nature, I like going hiking. I like traveling. Cool. Those are all things. But, but my passion is to watch you. And last time this happened, this happened between you and I was to watch you have a profound change right in front of me and that gave me the joy and that was worth the whole podcast 
Well, Alex, I, I have to say, uh, you know, just re-listening to you right now, that's happening again. <laughs> you know, because because just the idea of that change can happen and we can be better, you know, listening to it alone can make a difference in how we we yeah. see ourselves instantly. I mean, I, you do feel it, you do hear it. Anyone watching around now or listening, I guarantee you just by hearing that, you're like, oh, there's like you know, there's there's that, you know, moment where like, ah, this is cool. I can I can get better. And by the way, everybody, and I love what you said, the human condition. I mean, you know, it sounds like a disease, but but really, <laughs> but really mm. it's reality. We are, you know, conditioned to a lot of things and we have, you know, patterns. Human factor. Patterns. We, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 amazing how, you know, everywhere around the world, and, and you said it best, is that we all have a similar, you know, concept and it's repeating itself. And and you're an expert. I mean, 30 plus years doing this. Listen, I do 30, I have 30 years in my area of expertise. And I I, I consider myself, you know, one of the better ones yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Because because you you've seen a lot of scenarios. I mean, yeah. you're a surgeon in your expertise, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 frankly, uh there is nothing more fascinating than than the human person or the human uh, uh, yeah. character or the body. Uh and I'm not talking about just anatomy, I'm talking about the human period. I mean yeah. humankind in in a way. We have the good, we have, you know, we are capable of so much greater than what we actually think we have mm -hmm. and can. Uh, although there is some factors that affect how we operate in this world. And and, and I think that's really what makes the dynamics based on a lot of things. Your environment, your upbringing, your society, uh, the, your person in general, your parents. I mean, every single factor affects you. So, Alex, I want to go back to, to this particular piece. Now, obviously, you're a psychotherapist. You talk to people. You kind of dig in and bring in all the stuff that's within to the surface to be able to adjust and help them and guide them to be better. And, and that is, that is like, you know, an amazing piece. First of all, I, I, I still, I am always amazed at anyone who's doing psychotherapy or psycho or psychiatry in general, because how do you do it? Because you listen to a lot of people's stuff. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, you know, put a C world there, but, but really it's a lot of, things that people are, are spilling you know out and and you have to digest all that and absorb it and it could be very depressing i'm sure but but you that is that is always a question i like to ask i mean understanding how to manifest through this and and make it uh where you are still positive that is a mind thing that i cannot get a handle please tell us about that because i think that's a big deal for people to understand that what you go through is not easy uh to get into the person and then eventually give them the resource and the help that they need you see the the first part of therapy when a person comes in is they want to tell their story everybody everybody wants some room to be able to tell their story with a loving uh space and when they're telling their story i don't think of it or feel feel that it's just dumping on me right because they're just needing a space so i can hold space right and so my character right and this has taken me time and i don't think all psychotherapists are this way they may develop eventually my character at this point is the following you're the one responsible for your change not me and 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 this is something i set out early on the Buddha was very clear. The Buddha said, look, I sat, I sat under the Bodhi tree and I realized the profound nature of the truth. 
I can't get you there, but I can provide you the methods that you can get yourself there. Here's how I build a boat. I can't build your boat, but you can build your boat. I can't help you row, but you can row, you see? And so when I'm sitting with someone, I, I, I want to inspire them to row their own boat, build their own boat, right? So I don't take, I don't take that on. And if they don't do it, that's on them. Then they, then they suffer. Then they're, they're, they feel bad. They feel low. They have anxiety. They have depression. But, you know, now, if they keep staying with me and they just keep telling their story and don't engage in transformation, then it's not, they're not ready. That means they need to go. And usually what happens when they go, life comes spanking them a little bit more. I'm right back. <laughs> and they'll come back. You see? Uh -huh. So that's all. That's how it goes. Now, maybe not back with me necessarily, but it'll be with somebody, right? Sure, so, that sure. mean, so that means when we know we have to change and we don't change, we're just basically saying to life, please spank me some more. That's all. Well, Alex, thank you for, for, for first of all, I love how you you went to the Buddhism you know tradition right there, and that's that's again that what makes you unique is you have that perspective that mm -hmm. maybe in the West is a little different. The approach could be different. I love what you said about the idea that no matter what you do, uh, and by the way, again, I've had that question asked before, and, and really, you know, people do get into the mind and they have to to work through that. But the way you approach it is is, and obviously, it took you years to to really perfect it, and you know. The idea is not it's not about you. It's about me as as your client, as the person right. in front of you, right. trying to talk to right. you about my own problems. But the minute you can revert that to me, where I'm responsible, I'm accountable. Correct. You know, that's the whole thing. And and I think that's the probably everybody's issue is that we don't have accountability. We tend to blame everything on everything else well, as ourselves. This is it right here. And now you're hitting a point of that, that I was going to mention this before. So when you said to me, where does this process begin of healing, right? So, and I said, everybody has the potential of working through their stuff, everybody, right? But in order to do that, one has to be so willing, so curious, and to do the following thing, stop blaming everyone and everything and life. Stop, stop doing that, right? Because all that wasted energy, because let's just take a look at it. Let's ask, let's, let's go about in our own lives and say, in all the times we've complained, and, and I'm not a complainer, but let's say, in all the times we've complained, has that actually changed anything? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, you sit, so you sit with your friends, and you call another friend, you, you, you just keep going, right? At the end of the day, you spoke to five friends about the same damn topic, right? And then you go to sleep at night and you go, did anything change? You're still miserable. Stop, stop, stop. When we stop blaming everybody, then the finger is going to go backwards. And we have to then take a look at the image in the mirror and to say, what am I bringing to this? You know, Alex, when we point this, right, they said that all the other fingers <laughs> are pointing back at us, right? <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but, but, but you're right. I mean, uh, again, watching and listening right now, folks, I mean, this is just an exercise. Think about it. I mean, what Alex just stated is the obvious, right? We we do this. We tend to try to justify everything by talking about it and like, you know, figuring reasons why everything is working against us. But we never see like what's our role in that whole aspect of things. Uh, what are we doing to 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 manifest those those bad things, behaviors, whatever, or on the contrary, like to to change for better. <laughs> 
you, I'll give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you. Let me give you an example. Just, just, go, just go so, it, so everybody will get. Everybody will get a laugh of this. Here's one of the most common uh, displacement methods that people use. Right? It goes like this. Ah, oh, he or she made me feel this way. Bullshit. No one can make you feel anything. You feel it yourself. You're feeling that as a reaction and a response to that person. So the analogy that I like to give is if I take 10 people into a room and expose them to a particular circumstance, I'm going to get 10 different interpretations of that. Or let's say three interpretations. Let's say three people agree. But I'm going to get a variety of different interpretations. Therefore, the belief system that we carry is subjective. It is not an objective one in the world. And once we realize, like, wait a second, let me explore how I'm interpreting this situation, and then I can work on that, right? So driving, living in New York and growing up in New York and being around driving in New York is one of the craziest things that you can experience, right? But I know. Once you learn to drive in New York, you can drive anywhere. But the point of this is this. When I was younger and a hothead, and driving in New York, and people would cut me off and all those things, I'd want to fight everybody, right? Because it was personal, you know? You're doing that to me. Why are you trying to cut, you know? So the interpretation was always, right? You're doing this to me. Well, I grew up that, I grew up with that because my dad was doing that all the time. So I drove with my dad, and he was doing that all the time. And so there was a lot of stuff that I was continuing that way. I'm driving in New York not too long ago. Some guy comes passing by me, rolls down the window, and he's screaming at me. He's going nuts, nuts, cursing at me. I roll down my window, and I'm just looking at him. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're suffering. For you to get, for you to, get to that point because of something on the road, you're something suffering. Something's bothering you. And then you're going to go home to your wife and children, and they're going to have to live this experience with you and so i just had compassion for him i didn't want to pull him out of the car <laughs> and so look at what happened perspective changed right you know yeah alex it's it's amazing what you said that it's it's the capability of of pivoting and understanding you know a little bit more about things i mean because you were able to to see that you're right. I mean, someone is going. I mean, listen, we all have a moment where we kind of like, you know, burst, right? Yeah. And, and and you and it's true fact. I mean, when we get to that point, there's there's enough that's built up momentum in your life that you, sometimes just you just kind of like you know that's it. You know, you stop. And it takes a level. Depends on where you stand in your own person's you know abilities. Some people have a way to to you know last longer. I mean, their reaction can be you know it takes a lot for them to, to react. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And if you said, if you said to me, what's really important to do, it's really important to go from reactivity to conscious acting in life. If you want to talk about some of the most important healing that's done, right? Because we suffer because we're being automatic and reactive. That means the patterns that we have are just simply operating and reacting to circumstances, right? Well, if we develop a longer fuse, a longer moment of reflection. We may see that we have an initial reaction inside, but we can say wrong time, wrong space, wrong way, wrong view, and say, 
wait a second. I understand that the old reaction is coming up because it's going to come up. We're not saying it's going to be absent. Did I have a moment in, in, in me that wants to say, I'm going to pull my car over and grab him? Absolutely. I, the, the old thing arose, right? But the old thing is, is I'm in charge of the old thing, not the old thing is in charge of me. Right. And this is what's really important, right? When we start to get that gap moment of space between the old thing and the way I want to be, and who I am, then we have the power to not give in to the old ways. But we have to have enough time to understand that the old ways create suffering. And we need a gap. We need distance. Pause. Breathe. Take a breath. Breathe for one minute, just 30 seconds. You know, you're at work and one of your coworkers says something and you're looking at them. And just inside of you, you go, calm down. Calm. Settle. And then go. And Alex, I, I listen. Like it, it's the analogy I would give is like most of the people are on a one, you know, linear D, <laughs> as opposed yes. to like a three D, four D version. You got to see it from every angle That's before. It. And and if and there is there is a lot of discussion about all you have to do is you key, keyword you've stated pause right. If you take a minute or less to just like absorb it, think about the outcome and what would be the different things that can happen if you stated quick, you know, a certain thing. Everything can go. I mean. Most of the escalations can be de-escalated without even anything if you just pause for a minute and like, this right. is not worth it. If you get to think about things, just, and by the way, these things happen at a fast pace. I mean, this is not like ticking. It's a split second and you get all these visuals and you can control. And by the way, this is an exercise that we, in martial arts, I mean, uh, you know, uh, is pretty big. We don't tend to react the same way as individuals who may not mm -hmm. be experts in it because we know what the outcomes are going to be. We know that there's the best fight is the one that never happened. We know that somebody's going to get hurt, including you, or worst case, even if not physically, by law, right? So what's the point? So there's, there's, you have to like adjust to to that. And 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 love what you said. You're in control at the end of the day. You know, you're right. We all have that that first gut feelings like I want to just go and snap the dude from the car. But at the end of the day, like you know. There must be something about Danny. And I've, I've one I had with discussion, and someone had said, you know, you can just like, are you okay, man? <laughs> yeah. And inside, inside of me, I was, I had a lot of compassion for him because I'm like, are you, are you okay? Because in order to do that, you got to be not well. Well, well, so, you're, you're a psychotherapist. You can analyze people faster than, than the average person. <laughs> but, to, but, but, to, but to be honest with you, you don't need to be a psychotherapist. You just have to realize that, you know, if we observe other people, we start to realize that the majority of their actions and words are coming from their own suffering, from their own confusion. People are not clear about themselves. Well, if they're not clear about themselves and they interact with me, why would I take that personally? I, per I perceive that most human beings, unless they're at a particular level of development, are so like if you said to me from reactivity to conscious action, right? I have a lot of compassion for the people where it's in that reactivity space, you know, because then once you get to conscious action, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. So I have a lot of compassion. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be now. Look, obviously people are going to thinking, well, what happens if they punch you? What happens if they do? So I, I get that. I may be upset, right? But, but it, I'm not going to hold on to it. It's not going to create my world. is not going to collapse. Right. And also, I can still hold them in the light and say, I hope they can heal. I hope they can deal with whatever's going on with them. 
and you know the old adage is this and i know it's going to be so corny what i'm going to say right now but it's so true love love really heals everything it really it really does i've, I've understood this only now you know like being older there's something to being older and seeing that it's love and i'm, I'm not talking about romantic love that's not what i'm talking about it's a deep deep kind of love that heals everything and it begins with love for yourself when you have love for yourself you're going to be a thousand times less reactive to another human being if you want to correlate the relationship between reactivity and lack of love that's the best correlation you can have you know alex wisdom <laughs> wisdom man <laughs> When, when I'm not, and I don't mean Alex, when one is not well with oneself, of course you're going to be reactive because you're coming from a deprivation space internally. Well, if I'm from a deprivation state, and I don't mean deprivation of food or clothing, I'm talking about spiritual, psychic, um, connective to another person, deprivation. I'm lonely. I'm not connected. My heart chakra is closed down. I da da da, and I feel that deprivation. Of course, you're going to be reactive. You're going to go to the grocery store, and the person who's giving you the change back, and you walk out being like, "I can't believe they they looked at me that way." That's going to happen because because you didn't connect with them in that moment now the problem is that they're the issue but if my if i'm in my heart and i'm in my love and i love myself but i interact with that person no matter what they do love is still going to be between us so the lack of love in me shows up as the issues with others you know so so really essentially you know the idea is we are basically our own salvation <laughs> we we are the ones who are. are completely at the helm we completely. can turn everything i love what you said that you know and by the way i agree with you i mean uh, we're only a couple of years apart and i can tell you as you age you start becoming different in your behavior your yeah. way of thinking uh you can de-escalate you can uh, avoid conflict you are more in tune with yourself with who you are you don't care about people's opinions. You don't care about how people perceive you, how they no. see you, your looks, everything, all the stuff that we were like so excited about. And you know, <laughs> at your age, you're yeah. like, you know, that was all bull stuff. I mean, it yeah. it wasn't really, it, it meant nothing because you are who you are, and you can't change who you are. I mean, you can't change your habits, your character, but yeah. but your physical stuff. I mean, you can do things to 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 enhance it. But if you're in uh, love as you said with with and this is not about you know being selfish and egoistic and stuff this is about just no. loving who you are and, yeah. and for who you like your person your character now obviously if you're a bad character you know and you have that then you're gonna react but then again that will go back to the discussion you said that's something wrong with you through some stuff yeah. best example is the bullies right i mean you know uh there are a lot of bullies in the world and and, mm -hmm. and they're basically are just reacting as as a defense Correct. mechanism to where Correct. they are and how they Correct. you know it's their way to just like tell to the world you know what i hate the world because i hate myself in a way and again the world hate is too too, too, too extensive here but but it's really you know sometimes the level that i can see aggressive aggressive aggression right is is the need to control another person so i don't have to be vulnerable and expose my heart love the definition uh, it's simple 
<laughs> but that's deep. I'll say it again. Aggression is the is the message that I am going to attack you so that you don't enter into the into the hurt and wounds within me. So it's much easier if I stay on the offensive. And if I keep just pushing you away, right? Then you you're not going to get close because I got stuff in my closet that I can't even look at. So I don't want you anywhere near it. So I'm going to stay aggressive. And I'm not talking about aggression like hitting. I'm talking about emotional aggression, right? Forget about the next stage of that, right? Which is the, you know, physical aggression is just, let's say, with our partners or people. That's just the next phase of basically, I am completely empty inside. You know, Alex, it, it's funny because you, you talked about this this whole definition of aggression and how that it's like a camouflage. I mean, I'm I'm putting all these barriers, yes. you know, to to cover like the reality. I'm almost escaping, you know, to face the truth. It's really yeah. that's you know, instead of me like looking in the mirror and say like, what the hell's wrong with me? I want to try to reflect, you know, my anger on the on myself to the world, and and I keep it that way so no one can think I'm vulnerable, I'm weak. And again, I think that in itself in introduces the idea of weakness because the fact that I'm not able to face myself, that should be giving me a sign that there's something wrong with me and I should address it. But unfortunately, I think a lot of us may not get to that point unless we hear something, a discussion, see a specialist, someone that can, as you said, bring that back control to us and say, hey, listen, I can give you that vote. I can show you how it's done, but you got to do it yourself. And I think that's really the challenge. But, but we see that all over the place you know yeah. we see it i mean you the example you give about the road rage i mean that's a very common one we see it all the time but it takes again understanding and for people that are watching or listening right now you know alex what would be some of the advice you would give them to really just you know uh look in the mirror and and or identify that they have the issue because i think that's the thing it starts with identifying that i have something not right with me when and how can we get someone to really um, at least understand that I need help or I need to just change? I think there's a spectrum of, um, so there's, in psychology, we have something called the big five. And it's five uh, scale of really important characteristics. And the first one is called openness, closeness. That's the scale. And it's an amazing scale because when I look at that scale, I go, when a person um enters my room if they have not been forced by someone else let's say right by the law or by their partner they are already on the openness scale of exploring and they've had enough suffering in their life enough repetition of the patterns that they say something's not working i don't know what it is but i'm willing to explore it with someone see this is what's important but then you and i also know people who've lived their whole lives, never exploring how they contribute to the problems. You know people like that? I know people like that. Oh, I'm sure I do. Right? And so those people, basically, they're so convinced that the problem is in the world and other people. And so they're clean. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, they're miserable inside, but a thoroughly convinced that their misery is caused by everybody else. And the crazy part about these kind of people, they actually get a satisfaction of being miserable. I know this sounds a little bit nuts, 
But there's this kind of like, you know, the, the person who's very curmudgeon and complains about everything, right? They love it. It's that the way they get attention. That's the way they get people to be around because then they need to find one or two people who agrees with them on a topic and then they just sit there and complain, right? So they're not open to the change. So in that scale, we have to see where the person is. And I'm hoping that the people who come to your show, just by coming to your show, they're already demonstrating that they're on the scale of a little bit of the openness. And as long as they have enough on that openness, they're going to be willing to explore. And the next step is it's hard to explore yourself. It's very difficult. You, you, you really want to, you want to work with someone who can see things that you can't see, you know, because I know, I know that I, you know, in my life, I've needed people to be able to help me see things that I can't see. And that's been, you know, if it wasn't for my, for my teachers and guides, you know, I wouldn't have the wisdom that I have. So I attributed it to them, you know? So you said five different things and the openness was the first one. Uh, so what if you don't mind? Can you oh just God, I, share, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember all of them off the oh, top okay. of my head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. But, but, well, but I remember the first one was open because well, the other one was neuroticism and non-neuroticism, right? So I love that scale too, being neurotic or non-neurotic, right? But anyway, people can find up. It's called the Big Five in psychology. Well, no, no worries, Alex. But, but but I love what you said because you know it's true. A lot of the folks, you know, uh, they want that people around them that will just validate what they say and that, that they're basically like you know oh you see i got this but frankly and by the way i think that's where a lot of us have the challenge when someone challenges us you know usually we're like reactive like what the hell my opinion is the best opinion uh, I, by the way i encountered this in in, in in leadership all the time you know you're in a meeting and you throw in something you kind of like well well i disagree you know uh, and and people look at you like why does it well there's other ways there's only there's not and by the way this is the thing that's the fun part is <laughs> i realized a long time ago but one thing here's we we have the expression we all know it there's thousands of ways to skin a cat as they say you know it's not always your way or my way there's the key is we have to find the right way to do whatever it is that we need to do right. so in business it's very practical to be there but you have people that are like who are you to challenge me what do you know listen i can learn from anyone any given day and I love what you said about like you had people to give you that wisdom to help you see things that you can see. We all have those blind spots and we we all think that we know what we know, but there's always first of all, I I, I do believe in this. There's always someone that knows more. There's always someone that's better. There's always someone that's better looking. There's someone that's healthier and so on and so forth. So so at the end of the day, don't think that you know it all, that you you are at the highest level because you're never going to be. There's always going to be not only one, pl plenty of people out there. So it's okay to learn. And you have the best you know uh, 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 explanation stated that you had some some gurus, some people that you, that you mm -hmm. mentors, that you coach. And I think everybody needs some mentorship and some coaching and some guidance from other people <clears throat> at any given day, especially as we're younger, we need that, you know, that little, you know, um, structure. Gu if you guide, want to call it. Guide, guidance, guidance, yeah. guidance, guidance. Exactly. And then of course, even when you get to like, we're experts at what we do, but that doesn't mean we can't learn on a daily basis. Always. I learn every day and I don't stop learning. I think that's what makes a difference. Like in, and Again, these shows alone, I mean, I make a joke about it. I'm the first client. I mean, I, <laughs> I I absorb the information. It keeps me motivated to do more of this and and really keeps me going. I get phased, you know, every day by challenges of life. And every time I get those 
guess what I do? I start thinking about all the discussions I had about all the stuff and advice I give, you know, and I know it works. And if I can give that advice to people, I should give it to myself. And then it helps me reset. And I was like, you know, sometimes you get doubts too, like, in, you know, like, am I doing the right thing? What the hell is going on? And then as soon as you start, you know, revisiting your mind with all the stuff, all the motivation stuff, you go, oh, wait, 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 this is going to work. I can do this. You know, it's a, it's a temporary phase. I can get through this. But, but, but Alex, you said something very powerful, I think a couple of times. And, and when you said someone comes to you, you know, they have to be willing to transform and to change, you know, and I think this is the problem. You know, we need people to be aware that they have to be the ones making that transformation. No one else is going to do it. We can give them all the frequency. We can give mm -hmm. them all the vibes. Mm -hmm. They still got to do the work. So, so the ones that are open, that's the easy one, uh, right? I I'll, mean, I'll, 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 I'll tell you. So, so like, you know, I, I get to see somewhere between 30 to 40 people a week, let's say. Right. And, 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 and I know that from week to week, I know what the person has done from the last session to the next session how much they actually processed it and the people who come in who took that one session because in the 45 minutes to an hour that we work on it's so deep that if they really just stayed with it and worked on the particulars that we worked on there's gonna be great transformation now some come back next week and they go look i uh i took it in I reflected on it. I kept on reflecting about it. I saw in certain circumstances when I was people interacting, I saw how that came up. I journaled about it. I read a book. I read. So they really, it's like working out. It's not like, you, you know, you, you like to work, you know, you go to your martial arts teacher and they go, all right, we're going to do kata number one. You do kata. And then next week you come back, the coach says, okay, good. How'd you do? I didn't practice kata one. Can we do kata two? Uh, we got a problem, right? So like, so I get to see with people. So, People sometimes can be really, you know, uh, lazy even when their own trans transformation. And that just tells me then, then what happens is this. You know, there's a weird space between enough suffering for change and then not enough suffering for change. You know, if I pinch you, there'll get to be a point where you say, I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And then I'm going to punch you now, right? So life is the same way with the human being. It's like life is going to go squeeze squeeze and you're like okay okay oh, oh, okay all right now i gotta go <laughs> you know what i mean so it's the same process here and so i love i love working with people who, who are what i call high motivators uh -huh. amazing it's amazing i love it low motivators it's, it's challenging and and it doesn't usually last so long you know alex you know we got to do the work, right? I mean, you know, there's nothing that's easy in this life. We got to do the actual steps, you know, and if, to progress, you got to start moving towards. But it's fun, but it's fun too. It's fun. And here's the thing. If everybody thinks it's going to, no, it's great. So like you get a moment where you get a shift of some sort and you go and you start laughing, you go, I can't believe I've been thinking that way the whole, my whole life. And that's amazing. Like the work that we're talking about, the transformation, it doesn't have to be like, I don't know why everybody thinks that the psychotherapy and the transformation and the healing and then this and that. It no, it's it's fun. It's like if if you're wearing a 50-pound backpack and we go hiking, and I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you and teach you how to put that backpack down. You're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, same thing. You're not gonna be like, oh, I gotta put this 50-pound backpack down. You're gonna put it well, down. 
<laughs> you're gonna skip along and be like i can't believe i feel so much lighter <laughs> well you know it's amazing right like i love i love the analogy and, and, and the descriptive here because if you if you visualize what you just said right now i mean that's heavy it's a heavy <laughs> load on your shoulder uh, you're like you like you're almost uh, like bending now and then all of a sudden you got vitality you're moving you're like well, light on your that's feet it. that's it you see now that's the word that's the word that everybody wants everybody wants to have vitality and i want to say this we have a we have a, a pandemic in the united states and it's not covid we have a pandemic of anxiety and depression that is caused by the loss of vitality due to many factors, but not because they are biological factors of having issues in the nervous system or the brain. I'm going to repeat that again. Anxiety and depression are symptoms of suppressed vitality. Only one person out of 10 actually has a biochemical deficiency in serotonin and dopamine when given an antidepressant. Therefore, an antidepressant is not the solution for a lack of vitality. Doing the spiritual psychological work is the best pill that you can take to regain your vitality. Well, you know, Alex, it's amazing because you mentioned spirituality and 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 religion has a lot of spirituality and it, you it, as as one thing we noticed the more true religious folks doesn't matter what denominations they tend to be a lot more calmer a lot more easier going they accept things the way they are they have a different level of or threshold of of being more pleasant and more appealing to the world and they come across a lot nicer than than those that may not have a spiritual guidance period and, and it's and it's amazing. It's very standard across. I mean, I, we can pick all the the, the main uh, religions of the world. They all have similarities, or pretty much all the same in a way. And they have. A do you lot know? Of do you know? Do you know why? Do you know? Do you know what the number one core root for that is? Mm -hmm. All philosophies and all religions, for a long, long time, for thousands of years, basically say the following: Stop focusing on your selfish ass self and start focusing on being compassionate and loving in the world and life and contribute something to the benefit of all beings. So when we stop just being me, 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 we're going to be much happier. The Dalai Lama speaks about this all the time. He says, if you want to be happy, stop focusing on just everything about you. He didn't say, not about not loving yourself. We're not talking about that. That's not it. We're talking about the selfishness where everything and everyone supports my views, my ideas, what I want, the things that I want, and all of the you know pursuit of me. Well, when you look at all religions and philosophies, they cut away at that. So to me, it's a very simple formula. Stop being neurotic and narcissistic. Being narcissistic is the worst, worst character trait. The worst. You know, when we meet people who are just self-absorbed, you know how you know how it feels. Blah, blah, blah. It's very easy. You can you can really pick that up quick. I mean, you're not going to be wanting to be with those folks. You're not going. You're not going to want to be with them. Uh, but yeah. that, but you know, but then people are going to be listening and be like, they're like, I'm not narcissistic. Okay, hold on. That's 
there's a scale of narcissism. And you know, <laughs> this scale, and so you, you know, when, when you're hanging out with people, next time you're hanging out with people and, and, and you ask, you ask oneself and be like, am I narcissistic, right? Not the box, but let's say a scale. And just sit there and be like, am I talking too much? Am I only talking about me? Am I interrupting and throwing in only my, like, what's, why am I here? What am I contributing to the conversation, to other people, to their opinions? Am I holding space and love for them? Or, and I'm just sitting here waiting to make it all about me. <laughs> but you, you know, Alex, it's, it's amazing. I'm listening to you and, and, you know, uh, there is a concept that I believe in, uh, and it's part of my belief, and, and that is that if you don't have something good to say, don't you know stay quiet. You know, if you're going to contribute positivity, that's it. And I and I actually I I state this in a lot of different talk shows about being a giver. It's a much better feeling than actually being a taker at all times, and and that's really that's to me that's that's like a way for me to exercise the idea of not being selfish and stuff and being yes. more open to. And it works, man. I mean, I do things for people. I don't ask anything in, in exchange. And I'm not saying this to brag. I really believe in this. Yeah, me too. I actually do it without, you know, I don't care if people give me something back. I just, when I want to give, I give because for, for the sake of God, for the sake of being good, for whatever it is. But I do it and from the heart that I want to be a contributor. Uh, you know, you and I, we had the discussion about like the network, right? And, you know, how it all works in, in terms of finances. You know, a lot of, you know, when I started all this was all my money and I put in it, not because I expect things. I want this. I want this mission to educate enlightened people right. and bring something to the value to the world. Because I think there's so much negativity right. uh, and, and I can use it again. I'm, I'm, I'm a client, too, and I know I need it. And I know a lot of people out there. I see people suffering every day. I mean, really, you look around. People are. Suffering. really having a tough time financially yeah. uh you know i mean everything is expensive now people are just stressed you talked about depression there's so many so much stuff that's going on that's impacting but if you keep a positive attitude about things you know i guess my wife sometimes is like you know how do you do it like you know you just like literally not you know you don't show any signs of like you know anxiety i don't have anxiety because i can control it doesn't mean that i'm not worried about things yeah. I am seeing Same. exactly what you see. I just control things in a different, like to your point earlier, what am I going to do? But there are certain things I can't change. I got to work towards a better way to find another solution. That's right. But I can change things that, that are not in my control. I can change things that are in my control. And it makes a big difference in how I operate in life. Yeah. And and you know what? It's not easy, folks. By the way, I make it sound like this, like, you know, it takes a lot of work, you know, a lot of debate. Yeah. Sometimes you do get those 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 mental decisions or discussions like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? And you know what? Sometimes, like, you know what? I go back to the roots, the basics. Am I going to be able to do something about this? No. What can I effectively, effectively change? This. Okay, then I'll work there. And that's really what I do. But it's a stranger's, you know, the best thing. And talking about narcissism, you're right. I mean, if it's all about this, you'll be shallow enough that people eventually will just walk away from you. People that's will not want to be with that, you. That's it. And it's, and it's very simple. You know, people tend to be very overwhelming when 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 they have those characteristics and eventually you're just gonna rush them off that's it and that's the other thing i mean i talk all the time about entourage and your selection of the the the, the people around you and alex please you know do do share with us your version your vision mm. of this. how important is the selection of your i guess you know group of of, of support or support system so the the 
in the in, in Buddhism, we have a particular saying, um, I take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Those three words are the following. The Buddha, taking refuge in the Buddha doesn't mean the person. Buddha is not a person. That means you're awakened, your awakened state. I take refuge in my awakened state. What is the Dharma? The Dharma are the teaching, the way, the, the methods to recognize my true nature. What is the Sangha? The community. Look at this. Look how intelligent this was. It's amazing. The Buddha didn't say you're going to do this by yourself with, in, in isolation from everything. You're going to realize the fullness of the path within the context of community. Because the context of community does a few things. It's a mirror for all of our stuff. So when you are in a community of people, be it family, larger communities, friends, there's a constant mirroring for you of your own stuff. You can't get away from it. And if you are with people who are honest with you, they're going to give you good feedback on your stuff. Right? And then as you're working on your stuff and you're becoming more whole and you come back to your home, you're going to start to look around and the people around you and say, do these people support my wholeness or are they going to detract from that? It comes down to some very simple questions in my life. So, you know, this person wants to go do this X, Y, and Z. This person wants to do this X, Y, and Z on the weekend. And you say, you know what? That doesn't align with my morality. That doesn't align with my values. That doesn't align with the depth of why I'm here and alive. And you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to be with people who actually align with my values and my morals, right? And support that. So, Sangha or community, in, in, invaluable, invaluable. And I have formed that. So in my, in, in my meditation community, which I've, which I've created over the last three years, we have learned how to, not to only to meditate together, but we bring together all of our suffering and our issues, and we use that time, and everybody becomes mirrors for each other, supporting each other, making comments for each other. But the goal in the community, we all are, might, we're alike in mind, which is the point of being there is to realize your own truth of who you really are. We have to, we have to figure out, are my friends interested in that, or what are they interested in? So yeah, community, huge. I love that, the word alignment. I mean, that you have to align, you know, the, yeah. the same vision, the same, you know, Sim love. Similar. Similar. Yeah, I mean, similar. Yeah, I mean, you have to, to have something in common to be able to coexist and, and have a better, you know, I guess, lifestyle, if you want to call it. I mean, your behavior, everything's going to change. But if a lot of people, sometimes they, they interact with people that have nothing, you know, and by the way, that's, that goes for relationships too, you know. Yeah. People meet for the wrong reasons and then there's nothing in common and they still yeah. want to make it work and they just collapse yeah. it. Relationship get bust, right? Get busted. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing. Like, you know, even in business, right? You know, if I have this belief, if you do not if you work for a company or someone that that claims to be your boss or your hierarchy. That is that you're not aligned, that you cannot see eye to eye, where you're not finding yourself. Then there's no reason to be there. Some people suffer because they are afraid to walk away and change careers or change jobs or whatever. 
if it does not align here, if it does not work here, if it does not going to help you be better, and if it's going to make you suffer day in, day out, and you're hating yourself every morning, I make a joke about like having a TGIM as, a, as opposed to TGIF. <laughs> you know, like every Monday is a beautiful day, right? Walking out, you want to do stuff. Well, you know, that's the concept, right? But but it comes from this concept of the community, understanding, having a, yeah. a mixture of people that will work with you. This goes at home. This goes at work. It goes to society. I want to give you. I want to give you an example of a value system related to this. So, I work with people. Some of them make, let's say, one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year, right? And they're suffering. They hate their job. They hate their boss, right? And we start talking about, and maybe even their career, right? And I'm like, why did you go in that career? They're like, uh, just because I think it was about money, right? So then they're working these careers, and I'm like, so if you were to change your lifestyle, right? and you would be more content inside and maybe you change careers maybe not right and you'd make a hundred thousand or one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. they go like this but then i can't get my i can't get my tesla and this is the moment that gets really interesting right so do you want your tesla or do you want to be internally home and at peace and alive and vital vital or tesla now, I'm not saying you can't have both. If you're if you're fortunate and you love what you do and you make money in it, go for it. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about the kind of exchanges that we're willing to make for what. And this could be about money or anything else or in a relationship, right? We make exchanges. We say, I'm going to stay in exchange for what? What is what is it going to be? And when those exchanges are 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 at the price of my authenticity, you won't be happy. My, 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 my book that eventually is going to come out is going to be all about authenticity. It's all about, it's going to be about being authentic in life. And, and I want it to be at all, at all costs. Like I want it to be the point that you're willing to die. Seriously, that, that, that you're, you're going to say, if I can't live an authentic life, not that you would kill me. I'm talking about not killing oneself. I'm talking about being like, I don't want to make choices. That's how much I'd rather be. I'd rather make, 5,000, 10, I, I don't know. I'm just using any example, but the key is this. At what price of authenticity am I willing to pay? That's the core of what I'm trying to say here. You know, Alex, I'm listening to you, but 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 our audiences aren't watching or listening right now. Here's here's a challenge, right? We have so much pressure you know, around us to acquire things. From the beginning that you know of your life as a young I, person, I, I, everybody's I'm by the way, I'm not blaming, I'm just you know stating I some know. facts. You know, we we are told you got to do this, or you can have the bigger house, or you have the, the, the American dream, this dream, and all the other stuff. And people are buying to this all along. It takes a long time before you can realize whether that's that's really what I want or not. Some people are luckier; they get to face it earlier. Some people, you know, again, if you love what you do, and you can get your Teslas and whatever, that's a great thing. But if it if it becomes on the depends and the detriment of your health and vitality, and you're suffering. Then is that worth it? Literally, I mean, I, you know, it's funny because if you look at a, a uh, you go to the villages in some countries, people are living a simple, modest life. You'll be like, I can't live this life. But when you ask them, they're so humble, they're so happy. They're I live in, innocent. I live in one of those. There you go. <laughs> so where, where I live in Greece, right? It's 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 south of south of Athens. It's a small little town, right? Town village, if you want to, I don't even know the distinction, right? But it's like town village, right? And it's got one major road and a couple of shops. We've got a few things. 
the average the average salary in in Greece, the average salary per month is somewhere around 700 to 1000 euros, which is equated to let's say 800 to 1000 dollars a month, right? But when I'm interacting with a lot of the people, right, they feel they feel the the pain. But a lot of times you just see them there's a there's a mentality in a in a kind of a feeling tone with them that doesn't compare to people that I know here that have everything. So having everything or not having everything, this is important, is not it on both ends. Because I could also say that that the difficulties on not having enough money can impede one also to the point of then suffering so much that one can't, you know, do the inner work as well. So let's not let's not make it so kind of uh, you know utopia idea that oh even if you have a dollar you're going to be fine. That's I'm not like, I, I don't want to do that shit either, right? I'm not going to fall into that dream. But what I'm saying to summarize this: authentic and happiness is an inside job. I love that. <laughs> That's it. That's your book, man. <laughs> that's your tag. That's your tagline. Authenticity is an inside job. <laughs> that's it. You know, let's let's trademark that one. You know, <laughs> we are registering that today. It's your copyright, right. No one can come back later and say, like, you know, we had this. Well, what you know, I love that because, but, but I really, I swear, to God, I, I admire that that ideology because you know, sometimes you look at things. I mean, I we make I make a joke sometimes about this. You know, you can live in a castle. How much of the castle do you really use every on the day of it? You don't. <laughs> you can have a, a, a California, you know, king size bed, which is probably the largest bed you can have. <laughs> how long do you? How much of that space do you sleep on? I mean, you know, like I, I, I actually I reflect on these things, and and you think about it, it doesn't matter. You know, how many cars do you need to have? How many? How many of them do you drive at the same time? <laughs> I mean, you got to switch vehicles, right? You can't. You know, so there are certain things that we do. Because listen, I, I love what you said. Yes, if you can have the greatest stuff, why not? You know, and I always say, you know, you don't have to reduce your lifestyle. You can increase your finances, but do it while you're happy. At the same time, you don't have to make that your only achievement. Because to your point, that can go ruin your life. People yeah. lose their life because they lose their mind. They get stressed. They kill them. I mean, look, we had the the the, the recession in two thousand eight. Whatever that the whole bank is there. People were millionaires or billionaires and killed themselves because they lost a couple. Those. Why would you do that? I mean, you know, if you can make the first million, you can make, you know, you make it over again. If you can make a hundred dollars, you can make it again. I always make this, this, this analogy personally, you know, I lose my job. I can use my mind to work. I can use my hand to work. I can, I can do the basics and still make a living. So in order for me to pay the bills, it's going to go to your point. I can reduce my lifestyle if I have to, and still be happy. You know, if it's between the lifestyle, my family, and my health, well, guess what? If you lose your health, you got nothing. You can't do the stuff that you use. So it's, it's, I love what you said that what is it that we're, you know, trade in? If you trade in the vitality and all that stuff, then it's not worth it. it. And by the way, guys, this is a decision that each one has to make on their own, but understand your values, what you're looking for in life, and what is the price you're paying for whatever the decisions you make. And those things can make a difference whether you're going to be happier or not happier. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're healthy, uh, we have a, a saying, if I'm healthy during the day, I have enough food for the day and I'm safe. Well, I have everything in this world. Right? You know, a lot of people in Greece that live on the islands, right? They, the small islands. And they don't have clubs to go out to. And so, you know, it's like you get, you get the shepherds and the herders, right? 
and you make your local cheeses and you make your local wines and there's dancing in the evening to local music. And uh, Ikaria is um, one of the islands and it was um, um, mentioned on um, one of the shows about uh, living to be 100 years old. It's one of the blue zone blue zone um, places in the world. And they went to look at why, right? It is the opposite of everything we've been talking about today. One is consumerism, one is vitality. They want vitality. They want to live vitality. So we have to make a decision. We just have to make a decision. Alex, and, I love it. I love it. You know, that is well, that is probably the hardest and the toughest decision someone can make is like, what do I want? Do I have that life? And by the way, a simple life is a healthier life as well. I mean, they wake up early, they eat healthy. Do you know, I'm not stressed. There, 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 this goes back to the Buddha again, because you know, this is my. The Buddha always says, "The more you have, the more you need to protect it." So now you need a bigger safe, <laughs> more dogs to guard it, more, more, more security systems, more cameras, right? And it just keeps going on. But with that comes something else: an anxiety. Look, listen to me very careful. An anxiety that it's going to go away. Watch. So if I need a bigger safe, I have more money inside. I'm more worried that somebody will take it. I have three cards. If I lose, if somebody can break it. You know what I mean? Like, so the more, the more I, the more I have, the more neurotic I'm going to have to be about losing it. Because what I'm saying philosophically is that the more I have, the happier I am. Therefore, my happiness is what's going to be taken away if that's taken away. And so now we're talking about a big philosophical discussion for next time when we meet. Why? What's the what's the psychological, philosophical, spiritual reason behind consumerism that failed? That's, well, that's a big, big, big topic. We need we need an hour. We, we got to come back for that one because I, I can tell you, I think I think we need to hear that that discussion because it is powerful and it is it is reality of our world today. We want it's, more. We need, and more I want to I want to have I want to have that discussion with you. Let's not wait two years this time, but but that's a big topic. Oh, let's let we'll we'll arrange it right after this. It's called it's called the fallacy of consumerism. Let's put it that way. Ooh, all right. So that's it. We're done. We're gonna book that thing <laughs> as soon as we finish this show today, and we're gonna bring this to to our audiences because I think it is worth you know spending the hour. And these are these are the hours that you're not wasting, folks. These are the hours that can change your life or at least give you the guidance. Listen, you can spend an hour you know with 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 Alex alone, and and you eventually get to the same. And he's given this as as his way of contributing, helping, uh, you know, through these discussions. And folks, I mean, really, we need this. I mean, Alex, we we we. I have a lot of stuff that we can discuss. I know you. You know, a lot of the stuff we discussed today is really a mindset concept. You know, it's really how you see the world, how you can readjust yourself. And so, I think on the next show, you know, we can bring some of the discussion on the mindset and how it applies to all these things, and 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 really flourishing i love a simple life you know as much as i love a lavish life i mean but you can have you know uh, a balance you you have to find where because that's the other thing who says it has to be in one place if the i world... if, if if i give you a watch yeah. right and you didn't know who made it and i made it look fancy and you were like ah is it the watch that's gonna is giving you happiness or the idea that it's a fancy watch that's giving you the idea. It's the idea. Therefore, consumerism is the beginning of this. Consumerism is built on the idea, the idea that things equals happiness. We need to deconstruct that. That's a big discussion. 
and with that, Alex, that would be our sequel to this this show today. So, Alex, before we wrap up today, uh, what would be some words of wisdom? I mean, I mean, we know what our topic next time. What would you leave them today, our audiences? Ah, a vital life. There's nothing like a vital life. There is just, you know, I want everybody to have the opportunity to live as many of their living years vital. And listen, there's nothing. By the way, Alex, you are not only uh, talking about this; you live this. You have made that that decision consciously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you are currently in New York, but this is not your home. You yeah. go and live in that life that you that makes you happier. Mm. And frankly, folks, this is exactly what we need. You know, we need to hear these things because sometimes uh, we just need to make you know a choice about how we want to live and sometimes happy doesn't mean as you said all the other stuff well with that that said we're going to leave that for the next show with alex and we're going to bring him back and we're going to talk about all this consumers and business and how we can maybe move away from it and i want to thank you alex for really uh, 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 again another <laughs> yet you know exciting show discussion and a lot thank of you. good stuff to help us you know be better and that's all there is and, and live a vitality life so uh thank, thank you thank you for your vitality because you know one of the things that makes uh, our time together is because you're vital and you know what i've had other podcasts i love this and i love this time between us because your vitality is infectious and it and i'm hoping that people can see that and 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 be around that when you say community we need vital people to create vital communities well, like I'll, I'll take that as 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 a thank you so much for that. I mean, I truly appreciate it. It actually makes me feel good, and 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 really reinforces my idea to continue doing what I'm doing. Done. You help, so you thank you it. so much. Thank you. Well, folks, there you have it. I mean, I can't you know have enough of Alex. You know, I want more, but but you know, time is ticking, and he's got to do things. Uh, that being said, so American H will be bringing Alex again, you know, for uh, part two of this this discussion. Uh, soon enough and uh, until then you know we'll be having additional topics discussions and guests so stay tuned bye for now <laughs>